Hello everyone and welcome to the 7th episode of our patron exclusive David Lynch Marathon. I'm your host Nico Grasso and I'm joined by my lovely co-hosts Randy Burroughs and Jakub Flash. How are you doing, Randy? Good, I'm doing great. Happy to be here and looking forward to this chat. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be a good one. Jakub, how are you doing? I'm doing well. And also, I think it's an episode number eight because we divided this season oh, one and two into two episodes. Just saying. But anyway, was... we're going to keep it like this. <laughs> it's the July episode of the, of the David Lynch Marathon. <laughs> um, and today we are joined by a very, very special guest. We're joined by Joel Oko, better known as Lost in the Movies. Joel, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. This is a really exciting, big international discussion, as we were uh, saying before we started recording and figuring out the technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, all of us are coming from two different continents, four different countries. It's it's tricky, but finally we're pulling it off. Um, before we dive into this month's episode where we're discussing Twin Peaks Firewalk with me, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? What, what do you do? How do What's your history with David Lynch, with Twin Peaks, very, very briefly, so that our audience can know you a little bit better? Sure. So I write uh, reviews and create uh, video essays and record podcasts about film and especially about Twin Peaks and David Lynch. Uh, I've been uh, blogging or otherwise, you know, commenting on movies for about, I guess, six or seven years before I really started focusing uh, probably the majority of the attention of my site, lostinthemovies.com, on uh, Twin Peaks and David Lynch. And this was right around the time that they announced the show would be coming back, which in some ways was a coincidence, but something was in the air. So I started getting back into mm. it big time. Actually, coincidentally, when I started my site in 2008, like a month in, I actually started watching and writing about Twin Peaks for the first time. So there's the, the two have always been sort of conjoined, but there was a long pause. And then around 2014, it hasn't really let up since. Uh, I guess my probably most well-known work on it is Journey Through Twin Peaks, which is a YouTube and uh, also on Vimeo series of uh, video essays on the uh, series and film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're very, very great. I remember watching them all during the pandemic because I, I don't remember how they just popped up in my feed on YouTube. Uh, and they're incredibly insightful. So I'm very, very happy that you're here with us to talk about Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. And of course, if you're listening to this episode on the preview, on the feed of podcasts, this is free for just a couple months for this summertime. This episode is going to be free on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Pod. You can go there, listen to it, and if you enjoy it, if you enjoy our discussions about everything that's David Lynch, or the movie tie-ins to our regular show, or the retrospectives that we do every single month, be sure to, you know, subscribe. It's just $3 a month, and it goes a long way for us. But enough talk. Let's focus on Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me. Hi, honey. How's Donna? Fine. School? School's fine. Sit down. Sit down.
hungry? Not really. You didn't wash your hands before you sat down to dinner, did you? As we previously mentioned in the Twin Peaks season two discussion, Twin Peaks just plummeted into infamy um, during this second season. And everyone on the production pretty much felt bitterly about what happened with the, with the studio, you know, with the networks, with people's reception of the second half of the season. And despite David Lynch's and Mark Frost's best efforts, the show was canceled. But thankfully, Lynch had just signed a free picture deal with a French production company, CIBY2000, I believe. And he basically said, you know what? I'm not done with Twin Peaks. Maybe audiences are done with Twin Peaks, but I'm not done with it. And instead of doing a sequel movie to the show that is what, you know, Mark Frost was hoping he was going to do, uh, Kyle McLachlan was hoping he was going to do, David Lynch said, no, 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 we're going to focus on Laura Palmer. He literally fell in love with this character while working on the show, and he fell in love with Cheryl Lee, who was a fierce and powerful powerful performer at the time. And so he ended up making this prequel movie, Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me, which was hated at Cannes. So many critics and even filmmakers like Quentin Tarantino hated the film with a passion. They thought Lynch just lost himself into his own work, into his own obsessions, and he stopped caring about viewers. But that was in 1992. Nowadays, the film has been rediscovered as, as not even a cult classic, but just one of the best horror movies of the 90s, one of the best David Lynch movies, and a worthy successor slash prequel to the Twin Peaks saga. So, Joel, what are your thoughts on Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me? And what's your history with this movie? How many times have you seen it? And how was it to revisit it for this recording? I would say um, probably seen it. I, I actually have a count because I've sort of kept a list of the movies I've watched over the past decade. Just write down the title afterwards. I haven't counted it, but pro probably around 20 times or so because nice. I've done a lot of work on it. And almost every single time that I've watched it, unless there was like a screening or something I went to, has been for some project or other. So I've done podcasts, I've done video essays, I've done, I've written essays about it, um, but compared it to season three, compared it to uh, other movies, I've, I've used it as like just a, a point of reference a lot. So the first time I saw it was, again, right when I was starting out my site in 2008. And at that time, I think its reputation had gotten somewhat better since it first came out, but it still was not exactly beloved, uh, even among Twin Peaks fans. There was a lot of, there was kind of a consensus that maybe it wasn't that good. And it was sort of had a cult status that was growing. But I remember being shocked when I looked up the reviews from 1992 and read how people responded. And uh, I then didn't see it again for about five years. It's like, I, I almost had to sort of sit with it, I think, and move on and come back to it later. And once I came back to it, it's again, just been at the center of Twin Peaks for me the whole time. So um, I did a full confession. You can cut mm. this out if you want. I did not watch it um, very, like 
immediately before recording this, but I have watched it. Well, I've watched it many times, but I've also watched it recently. I did a podcast on it in May where I went <laughs> through it uh, almost like minute. Well, actually, literally minute. But the, the the movie is two and a half hours long, and the podcast is multiple episodes I put out over two weeks, so it's like fourteen hours. Wow. So I've I've got it pretty good in in memory, I think. And the most <laughs> the most recent time that I watched it, um, I actually, or one of the most recent times, I actually like for whatever reason, I think I was just tired one night. I, I sort of split it up, like I watched the Deer Meadow part, and then the next day I watched the Laura stuff, and I was just struck by doing it that way how how different they really do feel those parts of the movie like you almost forget by the end of the movie that mm. the first part of it existed let alone that the show existed <laughs> you know you can even forget the first part of the movie let alone 30 episodes worth that you'd think <laughs> would always be in the forefront of your mind but the movie's so powerful and Cheryl Lee's performance is so powerful that it just kind of overwhelms all of that yeah absolutely it's beautifully put like yeah <laughs> it's, it's i actually did experience this once where i just watched the first like half an hour 40 minutes and then i finished the rest of the movie the day after and it was quite a different experience but we'll talk about that later randy how about you what are your thoughts on on fire walk with me fire walk with me i've seen it several times this is always a tough watch for me it's not my favorite lynch i have I have trouble getting on to the same wavelength. It just, it, this film doesn't march to the beat of the groove that I, I like, but mm. I do like it. Uh, I've seen this a number of times. I did see it in the early 90s, shortly after it came out. I saw it uh, before this week. I saw it this week as well, but I, before this week, I saw it in 2017, prior to the release of uh, season three, The Return. Um, and I completely appreciate the folks and 1992 who who didn't like this I, I think when you watch a film you especially if you're familiar with uh you know the character of the source material then you tend to watch it through a certain lens and inevitably all kinds of people would be watching it in 1992 through the lens of having seen the show and having certain enjoyment from the show and people who are watching it through that lens they are not getting anything related to what they would have liked in the show. So I, I completely appreciate that response. And even if people rediscover Twin Peaks now and they find Fire Walk with me and they, and they don't care for it, I totally appreciate that. But it never personally frustrated me. Like, I, I think the first time or two I, I saw it, it was a little bit puzzling. And, you know, what the hell is Lynch going on about? What is all this? Why are, Why Laura? Why... If it is going to be about Laura, why bother with Cooper and Cole and Jeffries? And so there's a lot of sort of mystery in it that, you know, that I, I didn't really try unpacking. It was just too much mental gymnastics for me at the time. But, you know, over the years and especially prior to 2017, I, I did delve into it a little bit more. And I, I have a few opinions on it now. I feel that Lynch is taking on two things with this film. I think he's delving into and you mentioned it nick that you know he fell in love with twin peaks and he wasn't finished so i think one of the things he's doing here is he is committing to world building and i love that and i think that he has also like you say fallen in love with this character of laura and i think he has found something that really interests him in the mm -hmm. laura palmer character 
character. There are personal tragedies. There are community tragedies. And they speak a lot about Laura, but I think they speak a lot about the United States and the era, the, the post-Reagan era. There's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, that 1950s idyllic suburban blue velvet thing that we've talked about quite a bit that mm-hmm. he is constructing and, and, you know, opening the door on and looking behind <laughs> into the shadows. Uh, there's a lot of that going on here as well. And I like that. Um, he is intentionally taking a step away from the conventional story beats. We've talked about that as well. He's turning into a little bit more of an episodic filmmaker in, in my mind. And I think this, we, we get a little bit of that here um, as, yeah. as well. And he's also clipping the wings of male leads, right? So he's like, Cooper doesn't do a whole lot here. And he's saying, no, this isn't about men anymore. This is about a man's world, but we're going to take this story through a young woman's eyes. And she is dealing with a lot of the male toxicity and male dominated society. And it's, it's Laura that Lynch has fallen in love with in here. And it's an exploration of how this young woman, what her perspective is, what, what's her personal story, what's her personal uh, tragedy. And there are several uh that's the piece that he's drilling down and whenever he moves away from around whatever it is a quarter of the way in if you'd like to listen to this show in its entirety head over to our patreon over at patreon.com uncutgemspod where for three bucks a month you will get access to many more bonus podcasts from us on uncut gems such as tie-ins to our main show themed retrospectives and comprehensive director marathons like this one patreon.com uncutgemspod is the place head over there and subscribe